Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola from clevergirlfinance.com. So today, or tonight rather, because I'm recording this podcast late at night, I'm going to be talking about the oh-so-fun topic of investing and how you just might be going about it the wrong way. But before we get into it, if you are enjoying what you listen to on this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review, and be sure to tell your friends. Also, head over to my website, clevergirlfinance.com, and subscribe there as well so you can get access to my free resource library and all also get my weekly newsletter and check out my six-month Clever Girl Finance Accountability Program, which is really, really awesome for those of you who are looking for some accountability when it comes to improving your finances. And by the way, if you're on Instagram, be sure to follow me there as well at Clever Girl Finance. Okay, so before we get started, I'm just going to state a few disclaimers because I don't want anybody contacting me a few weeks, months, or even years from now talking about Bola, I heard you talk about some stock on your podcast and I bought it and I lost my money. This is not um, an investment what to go out and buy episode. This is really just talking about investing and mistakes that people may be making. And if I happen to mention any stock symbols on here or mutual mutual funds or index funds, they are purely for illustrative purposes only. So this is not... (laughs) investment advice and I'm not your investment advisor through this podcast. So now that that's out of the way, let's get into this whole investing thing and why or how you may be going about it the wrong way. First of all, when it comes to investing, you probably hear about it all the time. You hear it from people like me, money experts. You hear it when you watch the news, the financial news, you read it in books, you read it in magazines. And typically what's said is that you want to invest for the long term because investing is one of the key ways in which you build wealth. And that in itself is not incorrect. It is actually true that if you want to build wealth long term, you want to be investing your money because putting your money in a regular savings account is not going to cut it because over time, inflation is going to eat into the value of your money. And so it makes more sense for you to put your money to work for you through investing so that your money has the opportunity to grow for you long term. To illustrate this point, you know, I'll give you an example. So typically the average savings account, um, interest rates on the average savings account are very low. In fact, they are pitiful. Um, right about now, 2017, um, most savings accounts have interest rates that are well below 1% or maybe they're like 1 point something percent. Um, but inflation on the other hand is about two and a half to three percent. So over time, if you were to put, let's say $10,000 in a savings account, as the years progress, your $10,000 is actually going to be worth less than it is today because inflation is eating away at approximately two and a half percent of it every single year. However, if you were to take that same amount and invest it for the long term, historically, the stock market has shown over the long term since its inception um, return rates of approximately 8%. So if you were to compare the two, you know, putting your money in a savings account with a 1% interest rate, knowing that inflation is going to eat away 2.5% every single year versus investing in the stock market over the long term and 
potentially getting 8% in returns on average, it makes more sense to put your money to work for you. And just to be clear, um, when I say an average of 8%, I mean an average of 8% per annum. So every year um, over the long term. So where do people typically start to go wrong when it comes to this whole investing thing? Well, let's get into a few examples. So the first example would be investing because it's what you think you should be doing. So you've heard that you need to invest as early as possible. You need to invest for the long term. However, before you do what it is that you think you should be doing, investing early, investing for the long term, increasing how much you are investing, maxing out your retirement savings and things like that, it's important that you sit down and take a look at your overall financial picture. And this is something that many people don't take into consideration when they are approaching investing. And taking a look at your overall financial picture boils down to two things. Number one is what are your plans for your finances in future and where do you currently stand right now? Your plans for your finances in future ties into having objectives and that means having clear objectives about what you ultimately want to gain by investing your money. So is it for retirement? Is it for children? Um, how, how much, in how much time are you going to need that money? Um, what is your risk tolerance level? What other financial obligations do you have in the short term and in the midterm while you're going to be investing your money? Looking at your finances in terms of where you currently stand now means how much can you afford to invest and do you have any debt? And so when you think about investing, it's more, it's more than setting a target retirement date and just contributing. It's about taking a full assessment of what it is that you're trying to accomplish and where you currently stand right now. So for instance, based on your future financial goals, let's say you have a short-term financial goal to buy a house or to buy a car in the next two to five years, then that is not money you want to have tied up in the stock market. And that's because you want to ensure that whatever money you're putting aside to accomplish your short-term goal of buying your house is money that's going to be readily available in the two to five years when you're ready to buy that house. You don't want to have that money tied to any investments um, because you can't time the market. You can't predict how the economy is going to be. You can't predict how the stock market is going to be performing. So let's say the market is on an up and up for the next four years and you intend to buy your house in five years and you have your money invested in the stock market. But in the fifth year, just before you are ready to take your money out, the economy goes through a recession. Well, that savings that you have been investing towards your house will also be impacted by the recession. And if you were to withdraw the money or sell your investments to take the money out, then you are very likely going to be taking your money out at a loss because of a recession, because of the recession. And that is because you can't time the market. So there are going to be years where the economy is really great and the stock market is climbing and people are going to be talking about 20% gains and 30% gains and big gains like that. And there are also going to be years where the 
economy isn't that great and there are going to be years of recessions and years of maybe even depressions because economies are cyclical. That's just the nature of economies. They go up and they go down. However, there is always an average of the ups and the downs. And that's where that 8% historical return rate of the stock market comes into play. It's based on a long-term projection. So it's not a good idea to put your short-term money into the stock market, assuming that you're going to get the long-term gains. Because when you're ready to take that money out, in that short term that you have put it in, the market, the economy could be anywhere and you haven't given your money enough time to realize the average return of that 8%, right? So if the market is at a high when you are ready to take your money out within the five years, then that's great for you. You got lucky. But if the market is at a low, then you're going to be taking your money out and you're going to be losing money. So it's a dangerous game to try to time the market based on you wanting to invest your money, um, money that's tied to short-term goals. Okay. So that was a super long explanation. I know, but in summary, you don't want to be investing money that is tied to short-term goals in the stock market because you can't time the market. And just as an FYI, your emergency savings will fall under the short-term category because it's really, it's really there to help you buffer any unexpected circumstances that come up in the short term. Okay, so we just talked about looking at your financial picture in terms of what you want to accomplish in the short term and in the midterm and, you know, whether or not you should be investing short term money in the stock market. But then there's also looking at your finances and where you currently stand as of right now and if you have any debt. So let's say, for instance, you have a credit card that has an interest rate of 20 percent. And when you compare that to the historical stock market, uh, stock market average return rate of 8% over the long term, it makes more sense to pay off that higher interest debt because you're going to be spending more money on interest payments at 20% than you'll be getting back in average returns over the long term, which, you know, is approximately just 8%. So what I'd recommend is contributing a small amount towards your long-term goals, investment goals, specifically around retirement, because you want to take advantage of the time you have now for your money to grow and compound. So let's say you contribute a small amount like 5% in an IRA, or if you have an employer-sponsored account, you contribute just enough money to get a free match if one exists, and then you turn your focus towards aggressively attacking your debt. And then once you've paid off your debt, specifically that high interest debt, you can then put that money that you're putting towards debt payments towards investing. So in this first example of where you could be potentially going wrong when it comes to investing, you want to make sure that as you approach investing um, or even based on how you are currently invested right now, you do an assessment by looking at your overall financial picture, identifying where exactly it is you want to be with your finances in the future, setting clear investment objectives and understanding your risk tolerance, and also determining where you currently stand with your investments right now and what debt you have and weighing that debt against weighing the interest you're paying on that debt against what you could potentially be earning um, on your investments over the long term and seeing if that makes sense. 
Okay, so the next example of where you could probably be going wrong with investing is by investing in individual stocks. And I know a lot of people might disagree with me on this one, but let me just get to the point. So I have nothing against investing in individual stocks. However, it's important that if you choose to invest in individual stocks, you know what you're doing and you have the time to dedicate to doing your research and understanding how these companies, um, the companies of of which you're investing in their individual stocks, understanding how these companies work and what their financial books look like and being able to read their prospectus and things like that. A lot of people make the mistake of investing in individual stocks based on the fact that they like a company. Oh, I like Coca-Cola. I like Apple. I like Netflix. I like Google. But you have to do more than just like the company. You have to be able to spend the time to research your company. You have to be able to spend the time to keep up with how the company is performing. And this can be a lot of work. So when it comes to investing in individual stocks, if you are not familiar with how investing works, if you don't have the time to dedicate to looking at your investments, you know, on a very frequent basis, then you really shouldn't be investing in individual stocks. And I get that some people are not big fans of investing in mutual funds or index index funds, or even in employer-sponsored retirement accounts or IRAs because of different reasons. And um, one of the reasons includes expenses around them and hidden costs and fees and things like that. However, that's perfectly fine. At the end of the day, you want to make sure you're investing through an avenue that you are comfortable with and that you understand. But it's important that if individual stocks is the route that you choose to go by, then you make time and you do your research. I can't stress this enough. And doing your research and making time for your investments applies to any avenue in which you choose to invest, but very, very specifically individual funds because when it, individual stocks, I mean, because when it comes to individual stocks, it essentially means that you're putting all of your eggs in one basket. When you have your money invested across funds, then your money is is diversified across several different companies, several different market sectors, um, and etc. But when you are investing in just Coke or in just Netflix or in just Apple, then you're basically putting all of your money in one basket, in one company, in one sector, and that is a big risk in itself. And before I get off my um, do your research soapbox. If you've ever heard people say the stock market is a gamble, then they're probably saying that because they've lost a lot of money and they don't know why. The stock market becomes a gamble if you don't do your research and you just invest blindly because somebody else is doing it or it's what you think you should be doing without anything to back up that decision. You want to do your research to understand every fund, every stock, every bond that you put your money in. And if you are, for example, example, currently invested in an employer-sponsored account, then pick up your phone and call the brokerage and call HR or whoever, whoever can direct you to the right place. And you want them to explain to you 
where your money is invested. You also want to start learning about how the stock market works and understanding key investing concepts and terms, understanding things like expense ratios and how much you're paying every every year if you're invested in some type of fund. There are tons of resources that can help you. The Clever Girl Finance blog, you can go to Amazon and buy an Investing 101 book, but it's really important that you start to educate yourself on what investing is all about. And just like with any subject you've had to learn, you can learn about investing. And keep in mind that you don't need to know everything a hedge fund manager knows to be successful with investing your money. So the last example I'm going to talk about when it comes to what you could probably be doing wrong when it comes to investing is not setting realistic expectations. As you invest your money, there are some expectations that you just need to come to terms with. And some of the main expectations that you're going to need to come to terms with are, for one thing, you're not going to become an overnight millionaire by investing in the stock market for two months. And that you need to understand that market declines happen and you can't allow your emotions to cause you to make rash decisions um, where you end up losing money because you are in a panic or you are scared because of what you're seeing on the news. So, you know, expectations are really key. Investing is for the long term. You're not going to become an overnight millionaire in two months of investing and markets go through declines. So it's all about understanding those things and setting those right expectations in your mind and knowing that you are in this for the long term and that's how you grow your money. That's how you build wealth. So I've just gone over three examples of how you may be going about investing wrong and hopefully it gives you some insights and helps you determine the best way you should approach investing for the long term. I know that investing can be a very heavy topic and I try to make this as light and easy to understand as possible and I hope I was able to do that. But if you have questions, don't be afraid to sit with a financial advisor, um, get a book and start learning about investing, get an investing 101 book and start doing your own research about investing. And of course, there are several other examples of what folks do wrong when it comes to investing, but I wanted to highlight these three as I think they are three of the major ones. So just to recap the three examples I gave, number one, uh, the first example was the mistake of investing because you think you should, as opposed to taking a look at your overall financial picture to determine where exactly is you want your finances to be in the future and where you currently stand with your finances right now, including any debt you might have. Example number two was about investing in individual stocks without having the right knowledge and background to be successful with investing that way and the importance of doing your research to be successful as an investor. And example number three was making sure that you are setting the right expectations when it comes to investing, the right expectations in your mind so that you don't panic and you don't start to go crazy when you see things happening in the economy. So I hope this episode has been useful and I apologize if I sound low. Um, like I mentioned at the beginning, I'm recording this really late at night and everyone in my house is asleep, but hopefully I don't sound too low. But thank you guys for 
listening in and getting through the episode. And I know that this was a heavy episode, but hopefully it made sense and it is useful. So thank you guys so much. And I'll talk to you guys on the next episode of the podcast. Bye.